I'm Carol Cohn, and welcome to Purpose 360, the podcast that unlocks the power of purpose to ignite business and social impact. Today's a very special day at Purpose 360. It's our 150th show. And for that milestone, we started in 2018. It seems like only yesterday, but it's been such an amazing journey to have leaders such as Paul Pullman on the show, Alan Murray from Fortune Media. We've had authors. We've had not-for-profits. We have had special, special people that have changed the world through their personal purpose. I hope that all of our listeners will truly go back into our archives and listen to some of the shows, also including CEOs that have crafted their purpose, Edmund Scanlon from the Carey Group. And today we're going to talk with Mark Klaus, the CEO of the Campbell Soup Company, how together, because Carol Cohn on purpose did work with the Campbell Soup Company to refine their purpose, to help them create a very powerful ESG framework, and as well to help craft their new employee value proposition. We talk with Mark about the development of the company's purpose, how it ties into something that they call a tapestry, their values, their mission, their strategic pillars. There's so much that is so rich and so delicious in this conversation. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Mark. Oh, what an honor to be here on your 150th show. I, I think appropriate for a company that's been around over 150 years. So we've, we've got a little bit of that in common. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Mark, uh, for our listeners, I mean, you have a storied career, um, including being in the military. And I love the fact that you are a helicopter pilot. And then you've been an amazing company. So can you share a bit of your background and your journey to how you became CEO at the Campbell Soup Company? I, I often start this this uh, uh, this tale a little bit with if you saw Mark Klaus on paper in 1985, <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure you would have been predicting <laughs> this outcome, but uh, but I will say that's a little bit of have uh, been the hallmark of I think of my journey, which has been this wonderful uh, winding trail through a variety of uh, of different paths with just the lucky to have run into so many wonderful teachers and leaders along the way. Um, but I guess uh, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, lived in the same house my whole life. Uh, was a was a fairly committed uh, student and athlete, and I had the opportunity to go to West Point uh, and play basketball while also uh, really getting some of my, I'd say, earliest introductions to the education of leadership, which you know will be a theme throughout my my career. Spent six years in the military uh, in a variety of different roles, but my my particular skill was. Uh, uh, a helicopter pilot, as you pointed out, and you know, just a wonderful uh, experience. I often say, you know, my after being a, a parent and a husband, the the experience that will always uh, be the most special, and I feel so privileged to have had was leading the men and women uh, in service of our country. And but after that, I think uh, maybe in a little less traditional twist and turn, uh, left the military and joined Kraft Foods and. 
Uh, now that was back in the late 90s and have spent uh, my time essentially the first 20 years or so at Kraft and then uh, ultimately Mondelez when we split the company into two and then had the privilege to be the CEO of uh, Pinnacle Foods. That business ended with a sale to Conagra uh, Brands. And at that point, you know, really contemplated what was next. And this is about five years ago and just terrific opportunity uh, to join yet another iconic uh, company. And one that that I think, you know, as we chat today, has some pretty unique elements about who we are that's in the DNA. And it, it really, that, that deep running set of values um, and purpose really did draw me into the company. And uh, it's been uh, a tough moment when we started, but it's been a great run for the five years that I've been here and, and continue to look forward to many more. That's a great trajectory for sure. What's it like to be a steward of a company with such a rich history that was founded, what, 1869? Yeah, you know, this is funny, Carol. True tr- story. So I'm watching. I don't know if you're a fan of the TV show Yellowstone. But, oh, my uh, God. I love Yellowstone. Okay, okay, I'm totally, so totally I, into it. Totally. So I'm watching the prequel to that, <laughs> yep. which is 1881. Right. And I'm there with my wife, and we're watching this uh, wonderful show and how tough life was. Uh, crossing the country at that period. And it, I'm sitting there and it just dawns on me, 1881, oh my goodness, Campbell's had already been a company uh, for 12 years by the time <laughs> uh, that show was uh, w- was staged. And, you know, when you think about it in the context of starting essentially four years after the Civil War, mm. we are literally, I'm sitting today one mile uh, from where Joseph Campbell put the first tomato in a can in Camden, New Jersey. And that kind of longevity uh, consistency is pretty unique. I mean, we also, I think in in another unique aspect of Campbell's, our largest shareholders uh, are the the founding family, uh, where they they own just under 50% of the company. And I think that brings another kind of unique aspect to the uh, to the dynamic of our organization. And really a lot, as I said earlier, which attracted me to the company was this fabric of the nation, a collection of brands and a company who I believe have one of the richest histories of real community and company engagement that, that was something that, that arguably um, as great as all the companies I've had the privilege to work for is pretty special when you talk about Campbell. It is special. So let's turn to purpose, because early on um, in your leadership, you felt that purpose needed to be refreshed. I mean, Campbell had a purpose, but was it current for today? Was it current for the vision that you had? And you were very engaged in it, which I think is great. So I'll let you share with our listeners what your purpose is. And um, what does it mean to you and the company? Let's just start there. I, let me maybe give uh, a little, as I, before I share it, I'll, I'll just say that, that to me, as the leader of an organization or as a company, that purpose is, is paramount, right? It is the why. And as you try to inspire, motivate, or even direct, really, an organization if people don't understand the why, 
my experience would say that you're not going to get the best versions of people on your team because if you're not playing for something beyond the paycheck or beyond the job, I, I think, you know, and, and the great news is we live in a world today where more and more of the folks that are joining the workforce care about this even more. And so when you can't articulate the why your company is or, or what, what the, if you will, that, that kind of guiding, you know, true north, it's very difficult, I think, to mobilize and, and inspire people. And when I came in, we, we had a, already had a purpose. It was a purpose born of a completely different uh, strategy. And although I, I found it to be uh, inspiring in its own right, it really was attached to something very different than what we were setting out to do. So we landed, um, as you'll know all too well, but connecting people through food they love. You know, to me, what what is a little bit of the, the magic of Campbell's is that when you think about our company, we bring people to every occasion that we're in, whether it's dinner <laughs> or whether it's snacking. Although, you know, we may snack on our own a little bit here and there, but the, the, the fundamental promise or premise of why we do what we do is really about connecting people. And, and we happen to do that uh, through food and food that they love. And, and as, I've, as, I, as we went through this journey together, there were a lot of great elements of our company that we could draw upon. But I will say I do like a purpose that I can't just drop any company name into and they live into it. And as you know, I think we wrestled with a lot of things that might be true of the food industry, um, but not as uniquely owned uh, as Campbell's owns it. I remember, Mark, that we were really deliberating about connecting people. Was it to food? And you went, no, 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 it's through food. It's those moments where people, family, friends, individuals, you connect together. And that was, why was that so important to you? Because I, to me, I felt like, again, in the spirit of purpose, that the food was really the, the conveyor to this incredible uh, feeling or sense of connectivity you know, even the even words like food they love, you know, uh, creates this more emotive space. And and although the enjoyment of the food is an important part of what we do, I thought there was real power in what happens through the food, right? The the love for the family, the the memory of a of a you know green bean casserole at your favorite Thanksgiving uh, gathering. The moment that you're sharing goldfish with your child's first day of school or a, a drive to soccer practice. And I have to give you kudos for like, being patient. And I know we pushed back and you said, let's be more patient. Let's let's deliberate. And you did. There are so many people that are very envious of your purpose. Look, I, I think one of the things that's really important uh, for a company that may be embarking on this journey is, is to be really crystal clear on what purpose is versus what you may determine your mission to be, or some people may talk about vision. It's like for us, as you'll know all too well, our, our purpose is really our why. Our values become our how. Our mission is the what. 
And then the strategic framework is really that roadmap. And look, I think you guys do a great job of coaching uh, organizations through that. But but that, I think, is really important for a company or a team that's embarking on the journey. Thank you for that clarity. And for our listeners, um, you call that, by the way, a tapestry. And and you put it in, you publish it. It's it's in your corporate responsibility report. So we're going to put a link in our show notes to that so people can see it because it's very clear and you it's very transparent to how you are going to market. So I give you a lot of kudos to you for that. No, thanks, Carol. And I, you know, I think the other thing you know from me that is really important is the simplicity of it. What what I would challenge everybody as they go through this journey, and this is a little bit of a throwback uh, of gratitude to my time in the military, um, but simplicity really matters, right? You want everybody in your organization, for us from the floor of the plant, sales rep out on the street, um, to the executive team that that's here in Camden, to be able to articulate, to repeat, to understand um, those. It's a lot easier to write three pages to explain your purpose than it is to get it down to one one crisp statement. And have it re- reflect your ethos, have it be authentic. So I'd love to just share, um, what are some of the absolutes that you would suggest to any other C-suite individual who's going to go, we're going to, we're going to really discover our purpose or we're going to refresh it. You, you did say that keep it simple. So that's one absolute. Are there a couple others? Um, one of the tests for you, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you know, how many different companies can you drop into it, right? If you find that you can take your, you know, top three or five competitors and they could all sit in the same uh, area, that may be a a moment to challenge yourself uh, to try to find something that may be a little bit more ownable or a little bit more unique. And then, you know, this is this one of the things that I think is so tricky about these journeys is how you balance the input and the engagement of your organization while recognizing that when you try to be something for everyone, you know, you, you can wordsmith these things to death. Uh, and I've been part of that where you end up, you know, all right, well, we'll leave that word in and that word. In, and then you all of a sudden have created something that, that maybe isn't what it could have been. And so, you know, be brave enough that at some point as a leader, you know, you may have to sit down with it in a room and, and say, okay, this is it. Time to make the call. This is where we're going and uh, this is the way we're going to do it. And don't shortcut the process by doing that too quickly, but be prepared at some point. You're not going to probably be able to group think your way to great uh, to a great purpose. So let's turn to your, we've got your purpose now. It ties through your tapestry to your values. Can you talk a little bit about the five C's? Because I know that, again, that was simplicity. Yeah, so the values was a little bit of, as I said, when I got here, we had uh, a pretty, I would say, uh, developed kind of framework for values. But arguably, the feedback that I got fairly consistently is, yes, we like the values, but boy, there's a lot of them. <laughs> They're a little complicated. There were behaviors then that fell below. And, you know, to me, part of our our magic as a company and part of what I was driving 
in the company at that time was focus. And again, I'm always big on, you know, create some sort of simplistic device to help you. You know, it felt pretty amazing that as we started into this journey, we just happened to notice a lot of these things were starting with the letter uh, C and, and standing for Campbell's felt like a pretty easy uh, path for us to remember. And so collaboration was a lot about, you know, how we work as a team. And, you know, arguably collaboration was also an opportunity, I think, for us to break down some of the silos of the company. Really, the second one is character, which I think is very embedded in care in many ways. It's the a little bit of the rationale for why that care is so important is because we bring this 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 sense of character. And that's how I connect it to the most trusted company, right? So it's really, you know, that 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 constant um, position is one, if not the nation's most trusted food and beverage company really comes from this idea that we that we do the right things and and that has been in place for 150 years. The next one I would argue maybe was missing from our uh, quiver of uh, values which was competitiveness and and I think you know I am a big believer that you can have a strong orientation to winning and being competitive without losing those earlier values I talked about. Arguably, we were the, we were kind of the, the nice company, if you will. We were yeah, the, you, yeah. the, the friend, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but let's win while we're doing that. And so, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that was the fourth one. And then the last one was creativity, which I think was a little bit of a mixed bag. I look at my, you know, at the Pepperidge Farm business and rich history of innovation and creativity, but maybe some opportunities on others. And so those five C's became really, you know, kind of a, a simple way to organize uh, the company around the how. And I love when when a CEO looks at their purpose and really makes sure it fits authentically into what you've done in the past, but going forward. And that's your commitment to Camden, another C. You have, Campbell has an extreme commitment to Camden. And so can you talk about a little bit of the past, but you've got this new program called Full Futures, and I know that you're very excited about that. This is a big area of passion for me. I, I You know, and let me, if you indulge me for a second, let me uh, uh, take a little bit of a, of a step back here. I truly believe that the, the future of our country and, and probably more globally in nature that the path forward to address some of these systemic issues that we see, things like hunger and uh, education, social issues, that the path forward in, in succeeding and once and for all addressing those areas will require, in my mind, um, a combination of both the community, government, and corporate. And I think the demand on us as corporations to be better uh, corporate and community systems um, partners has never been higher than it is right now. And I think that is a great thing. And what's so powerful about our story with Camden is that I really do truly believe, and this, you know, well predates my arrival, but the it, it is a blueprint what good should look like 
in corporate responsibility as it relates to really partnering with the community. At the heart of it is is this idea of real legacy for a company. And, and I think of legacy as something that otherwise would not have happened if we were not here. So what can I point at that would not have been accomplished or could not have been done without us here? And that requires you to really partner in a way beyond just funding, but how we share our capabilities, how we commit over longer horizons, how we um, connect and understand what the community's challenges or opportunities are, um, and then find a way that we can collectively work together. Um, it's the only place I have ever worked where the mayor of the city is a friend. I know what he's trying to accomplish and what he needs. I know the superintendent of the school district. I know the chief of police. Um, I know the other corporations in our neighborhood and what the CEOs are trying to get done there. And we're able to work together to tackle real problems. And that, to me, is how we're going to fix some of the societal issues that honestly have plagued us for, for generations. And so let, let's talk about one of those issues. Um, and for us, one of the biggest challenges in Camden uh, as it is for many at-risk uh, communities, is nutrition, and in particular, nutrition for kids. And what a lot of people uh, may not understand is that the conduit for that runs through the school system. And as much as we may have all heard a joke along the way about a school lunch or a school meal, for our kids in Camden, this is likely their only square meal of the day. And so ensuring that we've got great nutrition in that school lunch is a really powerful idea. What makes it a legacy, though, is the ability for us to do it here in Camden and really once and for all provide a path forward on how to solve this challenge of through school lunch and school nutrition, um, how we make sure that these kids are getting the right food. And so we've committed to this five-year program. We're in two years in. What's, what's interesting, Carol, a lot of this isn't actually about not having the money. Uh, in many cases, it's about the know-how for procurement or what's the right technology to have in the school uh, that can prepare better meals, how to engage or involve your kids um, to help understand menu selection. And so all of these elements are part of our Full Futures program um, that we've been working to refine in Camden and then see this traveling uh, to other communities. It's a little bit of a longer story, but it is, to me, an example of the difference between writing a check and handing it to the, to the school district and truly partnering with them to solve a problem. And it's bringing the core capabilities and competencies from Campbell into that market. So I love, for example, cafeteria equipment, expanded meal programs, nutrition education, menu reformulation, which I really like, and sourcing more local fresh produce. And I'm sure that you also have a massive volunteerism program where you've got your colleagues, you know, hands on as you are hands on. Very much so. And so, you know, we just had what we refer to as our uh, Campbell Cares uh, weeks where um, we really push everybody to take advantage. We don't just do it on one day. I, you know, I've done that in the past and 
you know, we're looking for a hundred percent participation. So, you know, we'll give flexibility to people to do it over the course of, of a week, which what's exciting to me about Camden, again, different than I've seen in a lot of places is our, our employees will go out and work in these, in these uh, community areas or programs and they love it. And they end up going back and doing it on a regular basis. So, Mark, I know that your purpose is a strategic guide to we've talked about your community engagement and we, we've talked about how you tie into values and behaviors. We understand that you are developing a new employee value proposition from this. So can you share a little bit about what is it? And we hope that we can un- announce it here. It's very exciting. And why is having a distinctive EVP important for your vision for your leadership development? You know, again, if you go back to our tapestry and and we kind of talked through much of that today, I think what what an employee value proposition does for me is tries to take that set of assets and try to create a call to action or an invitation to the company that reflects those elements, right? So the purpose, the values, our mission, um, even to some degree, our strategy um, should somehow try to live in this uh, in this particular uh, tool. And and I think of it as being very valuable when we're talking about you know candidates that are coming to the company, or as we try to. Um, articulate in the company what is it that kind of keeps us engaged and 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 motivated at the company and so where we've landed is make history with Campbell as this kind of I think very interesting and unique nod to the history while leaning forward to the new history and I think we are one of those because of the the age of the company and the uh, special place that we kind of hold is this 150-plus-year-old company, but also with a strong statement of movement beyond that. So we're not a company that's living in our history. We're actually trying to make that next chapter of history. As we begin to, unfortunately, um, get to the end of this segment, you, you, also, have a, a, you also have a very focused approach in your ESNG pillars. And um, again, through the work that we did together with, with uh, I think it was 14 of your subject matter experts. So it was a lot of discussion and consensus building and arguments and, and also ultimately um, great outcomes. Um, developed, there were four pillars developed. Trusted food, vibrant communities, thriving people, and healthy environment. Why is it important to have these pillars to, again, bring your purpose to life and to focus people's approach to your business? I think of this as really much of the evidence of our ability to kind of not just uh, talk the talk, but actually walk the walk. And, you know, I think the way we framed it is really the areas where we see our biggest opportunity to contribute. We were very thoughtful about going through our ESG strategy, determining what we're going to lead on, what might we be a follower on, because we may not be the best to kind of crack the code, but 
boy, we want to be there quickly as people do. Um, and, and really kind of built this, this collective view of it. And it's actually now part of how we incent uh, our organization. So we've incorporated as a, a, a scorecard uh, that we look at, and then we use it as a, a multiplier to our uh, rating, if you will, as a company based on how we perform against that. Um, and so it's, it's really mobilized the company in the right way. And again, this is not doing things to just feel good about doing them. Uh, it's doing things that are good for the planet and good for our communities, good for our consumers, but it's also good business. All of these things to me it is as much as we uh, do them and, and feel proud of doing uh, the right thing. They're also the right thing for the business. And, you know, where these things may run in tension with one another, um, we're very thoughtful about that and, and spend a great deal of time understanding, you know, are we, are we thinking about these the right way through the lens of both uh, responsibility, but also ultimately creating shareholder value, which we recognize uh, very much at the forefront of our responsibility. Thank you for that. One area before we close is about accountability. And I know that you are very strong on accountability and your IND work, your inclusion and diversity work, which is part of your thriving people pillar, that we see that every salaried employee has performance objectives related to IND and values. And so why was it important to put that, build that accountability into the system? You know, I, I think IND is 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 an area that many of us, I think as leaders, have been on a bit of a journey on these last several years. When we started to tackle IND, we tried to go at it in a slightly different way, um, where we said, okay, you know, how would we attack other business problems in the company? How, how would we go about uh, solving other, you know, structural business issues that we might have? And that was the lens we applied to IND. And so as we did that, we built out what I believe to be a very robust, granular strategy and plan that has key deliverables that we can measure and track. And our goals that exist within our teams are one of those areas. And just like we would any other turnaround on a business, if you don't have that ability to track progress or to really drive accountability through your organization, then it just becomes a bunch of grand gestures or big targets. Briefly, on AI, you've been using a little bit of AI to look into trends of consumer taste, and you've created some new products from that. AI is, of course, uh, a little bit in, in my mind of this next big frontier that we're about to enter in. And uh, I truly do think it is a game-changing uh, technology that, that, will, that will touch every aspect uh, of what we do and, and how we do it. I also think it has a lot of complexity. So governing it within the company uh, has been a big priority for us in ensuring that we're doing it the right way but we're not going to sit on the sidelines. So we've been in the game and learning and playing. And one of the first places we really deployed, you know, a version of artificial intelligence was really to help us synthesize 
the many, many data streams that we had coming into the company. And so we built this engine uh, that takes all of our consumer insights, uh, many of our social media feeds or online monitoring, all things we were doing individually, and brings them together with a with an interface that enables kind of uh, productive learning as we get into better precision on picking the next trend in flavors or recipes. So some of the things that we've done on flavor varieties for Chunky Soup or uh, even limited time offers on um, uh, goldfish, we've been utilizing the technology, looking at where new product trends could go. Very much, I think, a, uh, a tool that has found its way into all of our brand teams, our consumer research, a variety of different places. And I really do see it uh, to some degree as a bit of the tip of the iceberg. I think there's a lot more uh, out there that we're going to see uh, find its way into, you know, like I said, just about every aspect of how we do business. I always like to give the last word to my guest. And you have been amazing because you've been very, very candid and I, I would say fairly intimate in terms of your passion and your commitment and how you see the future and how you are shoulder to shoulder with your colleagues. So the last comment to you, Mark. Well, thank you, Carol, for, for having me. I feel very honored to be. Oh, it's, uh, it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> 150th episode. Uh, but I, I just would leave everybody with, with this thought, which is, you know, we do live as much as it's easy to kind of find our way to uh, pessimism or uh, disappointment in, in many aspects of the world. I actually find us in a moment where there's never been more awareness, accountability, inspiration or motivation uh, to, to make a difference. And I think that as a corporate leader, there's also never been a, a better time uh, for corporations to start to carry some of our, uh, some of the weight in that journey. And uh, I'm excited about that. I think our employees uh, and team members expect it from us um, and are going to let us know <laughs> if we're not living up to that expectation. And and I think that's a great thing. And so as much as it may be easy to spend time in those darker moments, hopefully I can encourage uh, everyone out there to, to look for that, that brighter moment to make a difference, get a great purpose in front of your team, uh, and you can really make a difference. I don't need to add anything to that, Mark. Um, Mark Klaus, CEO of the Campbell Soup Company, you are doing an amazing job of stewarding a beloved 150 plus plus year old brand in a beautiful way and i know that you're going to have some incredible um successes ahead of you so thank you very much for joining us on purpose 360 great thanks carol this podcast was brought to you by some amazing people, and I'd love to thank them. Ann Hundertmark and Kristen Kenny at Carol Cone on Purpose, Pete Wright and Andy Nelson, our crack production team at True Story FM, and you, our listener. You know, we love hearing from you, so please give us feedback. Let us know names of people you'd like to hear on a future episode. How about some new questions to ask? And also, please rate and rank us. 
because we really want to be as high as possible as one of the top business podcasts available so that we can continue exploring together the importance and the activation of authentic purpose. We all know every company, every brand, every not-for-profit must define their purpose, refine it, and activate it, and evolve it over time so it has the greatest impact on business, growth, and society. And by listening to these episodes and sharing them with your colleagues and talking about them, I want to inspire you to have an amazing answer to this question. What is the power of your purpose? Thanks so much for listening.